Welcome back to the Hour View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Kalina Powell. Join our conversation as Kalina tells us her life experience of living life as a deaf person since the age of four. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to raise awareness, educate, and change the tone of conversation. I am very happy and excited to welcome my guest today, Kalina Powell, to the podcast. So welcome uh, to the podcast, Kalina. I am uh, very happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I just love this podcast because I love listening to different stories, different disabilities, because especially myself, who is a deaf person, and I just feel like it's very important that we, deaf community, you know, advocate for ourselves, but also the disability coming together, having one, and make a whole change. Yes, and that is exactly what um, my mission is for creating this podcast and the whole Our View company as a whole to just get our stories out there, people that live with disabilities and, um, just let people know what we're up to and we're out here and we're doing big things. So exactly. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited and um, really happy that you are open to sharing your story uh, with us all today on the podcast. So um, can you uh, introduce yourself? Can you tell us who is Kalina? So Kalina is 24. She is graduating from psychology um and as well I'm starting off my own mental health coaching business um as well starting off my book so my book is almost finished I'm super excited to share that with everybody uh Kalina's very strong she's crazy she loves to do crazy things like funny things you know you know one of those lifestyles right like crazy but not that crazy Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> I would say that's pretty much it about me you know I'm a deaf person I became deaf at the age of four um you know it was a key transition when I was young so that was something that I had to struggle over time because I was so used to joining myself with the human community and then and then I've switched to a deaf community so that was something really key for me but I'm always grateful for the opportunity I had and especially my disability, I would never be here for waiting for my disability. Yeah, that is, um, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, that you um, lost your hearing uh, when you were four. And so, so can you, um, can you tell us what, uh, is there a specific diagnosis that you have that caused you to lose your hearing? And um, again, if, if you can remember, um, what it was like to go from uh, being able to hear everything to, um, you know, to, to becoming uh, hard of hearing and, uh, you know, having that hearing loss. I, so I became deaf due to an ear infection and the doctor uh, prescribed me an eardrop and I went to a daycare and they did not follow instruction. So that day I lost my hearing to the point where I went home and my mom was calling me. I had no idea she was calling me, and she tapped my shoulder. I jumped. She um she freaked out. She was a young mom. She had no idea what was going on. She had to call my grandma. Thank thankfully my grandma is a nurse, so she knew what she was doing. 
And the next day we went to my family doctor. He said, unfortunately, it's too late. And I remember I was so confused. I was lost. I couldn't hear any voices anymore. The only thing I could hear like vibration of my voice like, through my neck. And I was just like, what was going on? And um, and then since that day, it was just, I was literally, I would say I was really lost. I was confused, especially being forward. I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is, um, you know, for, for me, I've always lived with my disability. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's like to walk without my braces. Um, you know, I, I drive a car and people always say, well, was it difficult for you to learn how to drive your car? And I said, no, I've, I just only had to use the hand controls. I don't know what it was like to drive with my feet. I never drove with my feet before. So for you, especially at such a young age to, um, lose one of your senses of, of hearing like that had to be very, uh, very difficult to understand and then um, to adapt to. I'm, I'm quite sure at uh, such a young age, it had to be uh, something difficult to adapt uh, to. Adapt to. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I know there is, um, I, I follow you on social media and I follow a few other uh, content creators on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, there is a difference between being deaf and being hard of hearing. Can you um, give an explanation of what that is, um, what the difference is, and also to um, to clarify, like, so we all hear you speaking. So um, can you just clarify what, uh, you know, what the difference is between being deaf and hard of hearing and what that uh, can look like for different people? Of course, I would say the first thing is, so definition of deaf, so deaf is someone that um, doesn't wear hearing aids or cochlear implants, um, who use sign language and doesn't speak. And people who are hard of hearing, they can hear a little bit, or, or they wear cochlear implants with hearing like myself and can speak. And hard of hearing, another definition of hard of hearing, could be someone can hear, but don't speak, but they do that language. So that is a true difference, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it's really good to hear the um, actual definition from someone who experiences uh, this condition, because, um, you know, people can Google and, you know, research on their own for sure. But I always like to, uh, when possible, try to get an accurate definition from someone who actually lives with um, lives with the condition because everything looks different for every person. Uh, you know, you hear about people who have spinal cord injuries and people who, who are paralyzed and what it means to be a paraplegic versus a quadriplegic. And the definition is one thing, but every person's body is really different. So um, I, like I said, I always just like to try to clarify when possible with someone who actually is living with the, um, with the condition itself, with the diagnosis. Um, you mentioned in, your, um, in that definition about uh, the way that people who are deaf or hard of hearing communicate and um, being able to speak and using sign language. So what is, um, 
what is your preferred way of communicating? Do you know sign language? Do you like to use it? Do you read lips? Um, you know, I, I know you have, uh, you said you have a hearing aid, so you, you can hear a little bit and you speak. So what is, uh, what is the best way uh, or your choice of uh, communicating with others? I would say because, um, I would say for me, just speaking like a normal way. Um, mm -hmm. The reason for that is because um, I learned sign language when I was young, but because I stopped going to a deaf school and and because I stopped going to deaf school, that's the reason why. And the second thing is none of my family members know how to do sign language. And because once again, my mom was young, she was going to school, she was doing, she didn't have time to pick up the sign language to teach me that. So what happened was my family ended up letting me learn and hear and speak and um, and like let me learn how to communicate the hearing well as a regular way. And I think it's because they were just so, um, I would say they were just so focused on like the other things that could be impact me, I would say, because my family members are hearing, I'm the only deaf person. And a lot of people in my family, all they do is work and try to sacrifice a lot to us, right? Mm -hmm. All the younger generation. So for me, it's better for me to communicate normal way. I do not know sign language, unfortunately, because I grew out of it since I switched to a hearing school, to the small deaf school. So that's kind of thing that's sad about it. Um, however, luckily, you know, a good friend of mine who actually grew up with from the deaf school, her and I are so close friends, but she's actually teaching me sign language because she speaks and does sign language and she can hear. Wow, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask if if it's one of those things, like if you if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, <laughs> because uh, I, I was just having a conversation with someone over the weekend about um, taking three or four years of Spanish in high school. High school, I graduated 21 years ago <laughs> from high school. <laughs> I don't remember anything of, of what I learned in Spanish. Very, you know, very little. So uh, yeah, so I was wondering if, uh, you know, if, like you said, if you were able to um, remember, uh, you know, any of the sign language uh, that you uh, learned when you were younger. So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Man, yes, I had to, I had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I, uh, that I like to focus on through my Our View company, which um, I, uh, before the pandemic, I was going to companies to help them with uh, better interacting, having better interactions with people who have disabilities and uh, the etiquette that uh, should take place if they're working or if, if one of their customers is in a wheelchair or uses crutches or is deaf or hard of hearing or has a service animal, what is the best way for them to um, interact with that customer who has a specific type of disability? So could you, um, could you give us one or two um, tips of etiquette for how uh, one should interact with uh, someone who is deaf or hard of hearing? Oh, okay. That's a good <laughs> question. I would say everybody communicate different. That's the number one thing that everybody has to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, personally, coming from a hard of hearing person perspective, I would say is um, to interact with that, right? Interaction. Um, I would say don't assume that the person knows sign language right away because I know a lot of people be like okay you know how to do sign language I'm going to do sign language I'm like 
Well, you even ask what my needs are at first before even just jumping, assuming, right? Mm-hmm. I would say make sure you ask the person what they need are first. Be calm, you know, just make them feel comfortable. But like, hi, how can I help you? And I feel like that's a really good way of asking how to com- communicate. And then second thing, I always, like, a lot of people may not do this, but carry a pen and a paper in case the person can't hear you, especially those who are deaf and don't hear, but they do sign language and you may not know sign language. So that is something I always recommend a lot of people do, but again, not a lot of people are aware of that. So, <laughs> um, but those are my way of like interacting with some people, especially people who are trying to interact with me too, especially at work or at home or anything like that. I would always, I always choose how people like speak really slowly, even though I talk super fast. I'm from the island, so we <laughs> island people talk fast. <laughs> So I apologize for <laughs> So yeah, so that is definitely the interaction, the communication for the deaf person. That's really funny. I did notice you do talk fast. I'm okay with it, but. <laughs> yeah, and it's just something that like I'm trying to work on. I guess it's the Eileen thing. It's I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but that is a great tip um, for carrying a, a pen and paper. Uh, I think that's a very, you know, very good tip. And also for sure, asking the person what their needs are, like how, you know, what is the best way for me to communicate with you? How can I help you? How can I assist, assist you? That is so important. Um, asking before you help. That's one of my big things that I always stress uh, when I do my presentations to always ask before you help, because in my situation, I, I know I've talked about it on my podcast before, but um, in my situation, I, it may look like I'm struggling with my crutches and I might have a bag that I'm carrying, but it's, I, I have it all balanced. So if you just come right. up and, and try to grab my bag from me, you might throw me off balance and I might fall. So just exactly. asking, yeah, just asking me, can I get the door for you? Or can I take that bag from you? Like, how can I help you is always the best first line of uh, how to approach someone with any type of disability that you uh, perceive may be struggling or having a difficult time, because in reality, they might not be having a difficult time. <laughs> they might just exactly, be, exactly. <laughs> they're making exactly. it work it's for so them. True. Yeah, they're making it work for them and, and for how they know how to adapt and how they get through life. So uh, it's so important to ask before you help. And uh, it's a great tip, again, to ask, uh, to have people uh, carry a pen and, and uh, paper and usually you always have a piece of scrap paper and a pen or something somewhere laying around in your pocket or something like that. So it, it's always uh, it's a really really good helpful tip. So thanks thanks for that. And um, very similarly to uh, the the last question, um, what would you say is most misunderstood about those who are deaf or hard of hearing? What is something that um, you know, people assume about you or, or something that you wish people knew about you uh, that, you know, doesn't, that may not be apparent uh, on the surface. <laughs> That's a really, I love that question so much. And <laughs> I would say that don't assume too much. Don't guess too much. I get that so many times people always assume that, like, um, I remember, for example, I remember, for example, 
like, where was I? I think I was at a store. And then the person got my hearing and they came to me like, oh my God, you were hearing Oh my God, you're deaf? What? Like, don't do that. Like, that's the most ignorant thing I hate when people do, especially when they just get, sh- people get shocked when they see someone that have a disability in general and they always do the face expression. That's something I do not like. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get offended a little bit, but it's just like, I never asked for this, but I'm grateful for what I have, but you don't need to act like that. And right. I know people can be so dramatic sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's pipe down a little bit. Slow. Slow it down. That is something that I really hate about when people do that, especially when they see me right here. And I feel like people act like they've never seen it, but yet there's some people on it, especially there's some movies about it, but it's not so common and it's very rare, I would say. Yes. Um, the second thing is, I would say is, um, they always thinking that, like I mentioned before, like they always just think I do sign language where I don't. Mm-hmm. And I always be like, no, I do not do sign language. You should have asked me that. <laughs> so it's understandable because people just think it's sign language automatic. So I just don't like that. I know a lot of people just, you know, try to help, but sometimes they're not helping. And the third thing is, you know, caption your Instagram videos and so on. Because I know them now, a lot of people just use a brick, like a word, and they just stumble with what they're saying instead of actually having it word for word what they're actually saying so that's something I just really don't like I've seen a lot of people do that and I always tell people don't do that because I have no idea what you just said mm-hmm. even though like my hearing aid is bluetooth I can hear very well through my hearing aid, but sometimes there's times where I don't want to turn on the sound right everybody who everybody does that everybody does not want to hear sound so that is something that yeah that like bothers a lot of us especially how to hear deaf community I noticed that a lot especially interaction with a lot of different people on Instagram. And, you know, we have small conversations and know each other like, oh my God, like I hate when they do that. I hate when they do that. So yeah. Great, great advice. And I myself have, I'm still trying to get better with all of that. Um, so I, I admit I am not the best at it, but I am getting better. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's important to mention that, uh you know, that people are trying and the real thing, the real conversation that needs to happen is with those who are in the deaf and hard of hearing community to find out what works best for people like yourself. And where, you know, someone, I, I don't have hearing loss, I'm not deaf, so I don't know. And so it's, it's again, back to what you said, assuming things and making assumptions about people and like, oh, this will work. Oh, this is, this is fine if I just do this when it's not really beneficial to those within the deaf and hard of hearing community. So to have a conversation like this with you, to, to hear you bring that up makes me aware of um, what it is I need to do to improve myself and um, make my content better and more accessible and more inclusive. So I, um, I really appreciate that. And we will definitely be having uh, more conversations off <laughs> off of the podcast about that. So, <laughs> yes. So, um, before we wrap this up, can you uh, tell people where they can find you on 
online. And uh, also, if you could talk about your book a little bit, if you're allowed to, and, and what it will be about and when it'll be available, would love to, um, you know, have you mention that as well. For sure. So where everybody can find me so on Twitter, you can find me on Cutie Kalina and Instagram, Deaf Queen Boss. My website, which is finally updated and published, is kalinaempowerment.com. Um, and about my book, so my book is mixed with poetry and biography. So basically, it talks about my deaf experience in the hearing community, my thoughts, what I'm thinking, how do I communicate with someone that was hearing versus being in the deaf community. So I mix it up with you. I'm, I would say it's called Every Day I Hear I Am Just Deaf. Pretty cool topic. <laughs> oh, cool I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Every it. Day, but yeah, it's definitely my topic. And, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And, you know, and my mental health coaching business, which is starting up as well. You guys can see that on my website as well, especially for those who need, you know, a little support or who want to find a coach or a mentor that actually have a disability who relates to them because myself, I never came across someone who was a therapist or a coach who have the same disability as me. And we disability people feel comfortable going to people who have a similar experience and they feel more comfortable than someone that doesn't have it. So that's why my goal is to be out there, to help the disability community to actually, you know, just be themselves again, I would say. Yes, I am so glad that you are doing that work again uh, I majored in psychology and I have a very, um, a great passion for psychology and people who are doing um, either mental health counseling or life coach uh, type of work. It is so, uh, so important. And especially for those in the uh, disability community and people of color. And um, as you said, to have someone uh, with a disability uh, as your, your coach or your therapist and you having a disability yourself as the client, I think there is, uh, there's definitely something there that connects you uh, to each other where you can uh, relate to each other on a different type of level uh, where, you know, it may not take place if the, um, uh, if the counselor or the, the coach didn't have uh, a disability. So I am uh, very happy that you are doing that work. It's, it's really great and really excited for uh, your book. I will definitely be uh, reading that when it, when it comes out and all the work that you're doing. It's, um, it's really great. And I'm, again, I'm grateful uh, to have connected with you and thank you so much for your time today with this uh, conversation and letting us into your world of, um, you know, living uh, with this uh, hearing loss uh, diagnosis. And it's just really, uh, really, again, great to know you and great to uh, meet you and see you face-to-face virtually. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we will definitely be in touch and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what you liked about this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E.
If you listen to this episode on your phone, take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and be sure to tag us. We thank you for listening and take care. (laughs) 